Himalayan jungle, as wild and as dangerous as the animals that live in it. Bringing these animals back alive is my business, and the jungle is my office. Welcome to this special mini-episode of FW Presents, the anthology show for the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly. I'm all alone here because I just had this idea and I wanted to get it recorded uh, before all my other podcast recording duties started eating on my free time, as they tend to do. A few weeks ago, uh, the Irredeemable Shag and I did an episode of Who's That on Captain Fear, a character that debuted in Adventure Comics number 425. Like Action Comics and Detective Comics, Adventure Comics was one of DC's longest-running Umbrella titles. But uh, unlike Action and Detective, it never had a single marquee character that it became synonymous with, like Superman and Batman were for those books, respectively. So while going through those issues of Adventure that featured Captain Fear, I was charmed that we were uh, catching the book at a unique moment. Supergirl's long run in the book had just ended, and there were a few issues away from debuting a new superhero, the Black Orchid, so the DC editor decided to really lean on the adventure angle and featured a series of unusual strips, presumably seeing if any of them struck a chord with readers. Uh, The one I'm here to talk about specifically is called The Adventurer's Club, which debuted in Adventure No. 426, written by John Albano and drawn by my all-time favorite comic book artist Jim Aparo. We are introduced to Nelson Strong, an eyepatch-wearing adventurer who says he is the chairman of the Adventurers Club. Mr. Strong is interviewing a prospective new member of the club, a Mr. Cross, whose back is to the camera. He tells his story. In 1952, there was a mobster named Scorch Jordan, whose murderous lust knew no bounds. While gunning down a member of a rival mob, Scorch kills an innocent young girl, but he doesn't care. The cops bring him in, but since there are no witnesses, there is not much they can do. The young girl's father asks to speak with Scorch alone, promising he won't lay a hand on the guy. The cops allow this, and a few minutes later, he leaves. Uh, Even later, Scorch is released, and while having coffee, he sees the young woman he killed. Scorch's buddy doesn't see her, and they leave. Later, at a traffic light, Scorch sees her again and gets so mad, he grabs his trademark Tommy gun and shoots at her at point-blank range. The bullets pass right through the girl, hitting a steel beam, bouncing right back into Scorch, killing him. Uh, Scorch used his dying words to confess to the crime and also to finger his driver, which is the man telling the story, Mr. Cross. Cross does 20 years in the pokey, and a week before he is released, he is visited by the dead girl's father. Turns out the man is a hypnotist and has convinced Mr. Cross that he sees the young girl set to haunt him forever, the same trick he pulled on Scorch. The story ends with Mr. Cross leaving the Adventurer's Club with the ghostly image of the dead girl standing nearby. So I had not read these Adventurer Club strips before I had had some of the these Adventure comics, but I think I just gave them like a cursory glance, mostly just for the artwork because of it's Jim Aparo. So I have some thoughts about uh, this particular story and the other ones, but let's get right to the other two and then I can talk about them all as a group. So the next Adventurer's Club strip is in Adventure number 427, The Voodoo Lizards, again by Albano and Apera. I think I saw The Voodoo Lizards in the mid-90s. Good band. Uh, we find ourselves in Africa. A man named Carter is there to shoot an exciting nature footage and clearly cares nothing for the beasts he's filming. He pays some local tribesmen to scare a herd of antelope into crocodile-filled waters just so he can film the carnage. He is warned that the tribesmen don't like doing this, but he doesn't care. Carter's lack of concern extends to people, too. He pays a local some money to, to try a risky dive off a cliff into a river, but the diver misses and falls to his death. 
Carter only cares that he caught it all in film, Faces of Death style. Carter's superior is aghast how uncaring he is, so Carter sets a trap, so the man is eaten by lions, again all captured on film. Later that night, Carter gets wind of a weird ceremony where an innocent young woman is tied to some stakes and offered up to a cult's lizard god to see if she is worthy of marrying their chief. The lizards don't attack, leaving Carter disappointed. The next day, after Carter's helper is killed, retrieving Carter's camera case, he gets lost in the jungle, dizzy from the intense heat. He wakes up to find those very same lizards approaching. Too tired to get away in time, the lizards attack. We then cut back to the Adventurers Club as Nelson Strong is listening to the story. We see that the story is being told by Carter, whose face is now the spitting image of one of the lizards. And then the uh, final Adventure Club segment is in Adventure Comics number 430. It's called Wick Walk, Wick Walk by Arnold Drake and Luis Dominguez. Nelson Strong is talking to a Mr. Frizzella, who is ready to tell his story. Five months ago on the Amazon River... Frizzella's boat overturns and his guide is drowned. For days, Frizzella wanders the jungle, hearing a constant drumbeat and fearing for his life. He finally collapses and wakes up in a hammock, being attended to by a beautiful young woman. The tribal chieftain, Chimaga, says they will take Frizzella down the river to find his people. Frizzella asks what that constant sound is, and it is told that it is the Ogura, the literal beating heart of the earth. Frizzella secretly follows the tribe one night as they march into a cave, where a giant gold pendulum swings. The chieftain is furious that an outsider has seen the Ogura and orders Fazella be subdued. Fazella grabs the swinging pendulum, stopping it from moving. While the tribe is distracted by getting the Ogura going again, Frizzella escapes to see the earth opening up and flames shooting into the sky. Mountains begin to crumble, and soon the entire valley is destroyed. Frizzella hears the wick-wock sound again and starts to believe the legend of the Ogura. Back at the Adventurers Club, Strong asks where this village is, but Frizzella won't answer. He doesn't want the Agura stopping ever again. Uh, and that's it for the Adventurers Club. Uh, it was only these three strips. Um, if you go back and you look at the mail on the uh, letters page for later issues of Adventure Comics, this feature wasn't all that popular. Um, most of the praise came in for the apparel artwork for the two segments, which, of course, I agree with. And the problem with the Adventurers Club is not so much the idea, it is the execution. Because I kind of like the idea of this group of adventurers that it's kind of like this sort of private club and and this mysterious Nelson Strong is kind of the leader and he's going to decide whether you're going to get to join or not. Like all this stuff's really cool. And it certainly you know trades upon all the sort of stuff on pop culture in the 30s and 40s, the Frank Buck, bring them back alive kind of motif, which by 1973 was – way out of fashion, but nevertheless, it was kind of a, a retro trip. So I like all that idea, but the problem is all three segments are basically just the kind of stories you would see in the House of Secrets or The Unexpected or any of the other, you know, like weird war tales even, uh, the kind of stuff you would see in the mystery books. And in fact, in the, one of the letters pages, uh, the answer, the, um, the editor says that they are sending the Adventurers Club concept back to the mystery mags, which sort of admits that this thing was kind of a um, something that they pulled from the mystery comics and put in Adventure to see if it would run. And I guess they decided that it wouldn't because the Adventurers Club uh, never returned. It never did appear in any of the mystery mags. Obviously, the first two segments are, are my favorites over the third just because they're drawn by Aparo. He's my all-time favorite artist, and he really brings the stories to life. They're just so beautiful, and he's able to capture whatever genre He's working in. I mean, the first story looks like a crime thriller. The second story looks like a you know a horror adventure thing. Uh, and again, the only problem with these stories is they're they're really not adventure stories. They're horror stories. They're horror twist stories. I mean, the three people that want to join the club, uh, Mr. Cross, Carter, and this Frizzella guy, they're they're not adventurers. They're just kind of 
jerks, if not worse. I mean, Frizzella, he basically destroys the village out of spite. He just wants to get out of the jammies in, so he jumps under the the Ogura, and the Ogura blows up the village. I mean, these people actually weren't bothering anybody until he wandered in. So, and then, so you got the Carter guy. The Carter guy is a, a absolute vicious murderer. And then, of course, so is Mr. Cr- Mr. Cross didn't actually kill anybody, but he was the, the getaway driver, so he's involved in it too. So this is really kind of like the assholes club, not the adventurers club. So that is really the, the problem with this with these three strips, is that it doesn't really match the title. I, when I was going into it, I was hoping this would be sort of like a Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones sort of thing, you know, obviously 10 years before that movie came out. But it really isn't. Um, it's it, They really are just horror stories with a little bit of adventure uh, mixed in. So I guess most people just didn't really take to it. Um, eventually, Adventure Comics realized that horror and weird stuff was the way to go, because after Black Orchid, they handed the book over to the Spectre. And, of course, that began that great run by Michael Fleischer and Jim Aparo. And, in fact, on the letters page, they talk about that Jim Aparo is being moved off of the Adventurer's Club strip onto something else. Presumably, that's the Spectre strip. I think DC realized that Aparo was so good and so popular that it was you – know, they're going to give him the marquee features. They're going to give him, like, the Spectre and Aquaman and Batman. They're not going to waste his time on these little eight-pagers here and there. The third one, again, the one by, by Arnold Drake and Louis Dominguez, it's fine. It, to me, it, it's just more forgettable than the other two. Um, Aparo, again, I, you know, I wax that guy's car every chance I get. Um, but he just brings such great visual life to the first two strips that even though the stories are, are pretty predictable because they're just these O. Henry twists at the end, they still just so beautiful to look at. And I like Nelson Strong, and he's a, he's a cool character. The only legacy that the Adventurers Club had in the DC Comics world is uh, the first strip was reprinted in The Wrath of the Spectre, which was the miniseries reprinting the original Spectre stories on deluxe paper. The first story was reprinted there. I guess, again, kind of a nice bonus thing. And to my surprise, uh, Strong actually did come back as a character. He returned in Swamp Thing numbers 144 through 147 by Mark Millar, Philip Hester, and my old uh, Joe Kubert School instructor, Kim DeMulder. In this, they make no mention of his connection to the Avengers Club. There's nothing like that. He's just kind of a hunter. And he's brought back to hunt the Swamp Thing, and of course he fails, and uh, spoiler alert, Swamp Thing ends up killing him, and Brendan Strong ends up uh, a trophy in a mysterious, presumably the Adventurers Club hall, or you know, secret HQ, we never really find out what's going on with there, but it ends with him saying, whoever puts his head up on the wall, and uh, Mr. Haney, by the way, says something to the effect of, I think this is the way he would have wanted to, to die. So... <laughs> It's kind of a weird uh, little extra for Brandon Trunk, but I was, again, I was sort of pleasantly surprised to see that he returned into the DC Universe. Props on Mark Millar, for, I guess, for remembering this strip and inserting him back into the DC Universe. So that's pretty much it for the Adventurers Club. Probably not something DC's ever going to bring back again, but I enjoyed it for what it was. It's kind of a, a failed experiment, but I liked that DC was willing to do these little weird experiments. They were trying all sorts of different things. And uh, if you go back and you look at those three or four issues of Adventure Comics in between the Supergirl and Black Orchid runs, there's some really cool stuff in there. There's one story by Alex Toth. There's some there's some other sci-fi stuff. They, I, it was clearly like little bits and pieces that they had lying around from other books. And they compiled them all into these Adventure Comics. And they're, they're fun. 
nothing great, but they're they're fun stuff, and you can go back and probably find them for for cheap. Probably not for a quarter uh, in a quarter bin or anything, but you can probably find them for for not much. And there's some just some interesting comics in there. That's pretty much going to do it for this episode of FW Presents. I said it was a mini show because I didn't have a whole ton to say about the Adventurers Club. Check out the website firewaterpodcast.com and check out the gallery post that's accompanying this podcast because I'm going to have some pages from the Adventurers Club strips plus a custom designed Who's Who page of Nelson Strong. I felt like he maybe should have gotten a, a who's who listing. So I made one myself with the assistance of uh, our pal Zoom Yukinori. So check that out and uh, let me know what you think. If you haven't read these stories, go go check them out if you can pick them up cheap. And if you have, let me know what you think. I think they're, they're kind of a fun little weird dark corner of the DC universe. So uh, that's going to do it for this uh, special mini episode of FW Presents. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>